0: Welcome to episode 19 of the PregActive Podcast. This is a special podcast as we go through the first 12 months of having a A newborn. I talked through my experience and I also delve deep with one of my good friends and proactive mamas, Sophie, all about her journey along that 12 months. It's in a timing that we recorded this a long time ago, and now as our babies, our firstborns, become almost two, I feel like this is a really good time to release this episode two-part series so stay tuned and listen here is part one hi i'm karen the founder of preg and through this preg podcast i'm going to help you to feel empowered informed and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health mind and fitness I am so excited for this special edition podcast because it is all about celebration of mamas around the world, um, but particularly of us. So me and my dearest friend Sophie, we were so blessed to go through our pregnancy together and we had our babies one week apart. So she had a baby girl one week earlier than I had my baby boy Max. And I thought in celebration of Max just turning one, me being a mum for 12 months now, I thought who better to have on the podcast than Sophie. So welcome, Sophie. Thanks, beautiful. Nice to speak to you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) This is good. This is good. So we're going to go through... I guess, our journey and, um, you know, I guess really talk about the ups and the downs mm. because motherhood really is that. It, it, it's a roller coaster and um, it doesn't matter who you are, you have your ups and you have your downs and it's just going to be a really nice reflection and you know what, hey, we'll sit together in 50 years time with a glass of wine and listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> And go, oh, look at us, so young and naive, (laughs) probably. Probably, definitely. (laughs) And the thing is you don't know what you don't know and I think that's what's cool about this whole journey is Mm. that we've only, you know, we think we're on top of it now, but we're so not. (laughs) There's so much to come. Yeah, I always feel like um,
1: I almost like, I know everything because I've had a baby, like about having a baby because I've had a baby, but then <laughs> every day constantly reminded like, oh, no, I've just learned something th- something new. I'm so early in this journey. Oh, no. And, you know, like and you, you said, there's so many ups and downs on the daily. Yes
0: and the other thing is this was our first both of us yeah and so you know we'll come back in years to come after having you know more yeah. and go oh wow how look at ignorant us. we
1: were yeah. <laughs> totally,
0: totally, so i wanted to start with i guess finding out each other was pregnant because that was such a cool moment so i remember being in the car and driving and i, I called you because i hadn't spoken to you for a little while yeah. and i thought i really want to speak to sophie <laughs> and do you remember that moment I where it was do. sort of like chat <laughs> chat 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 pause mm. i think I, I said you go, to you i've got yeah. something
1: to tell you and yes. i remember thinking oh that was a strange response because you said something <laughs> like oh do you and I was like yeah and I think maybe you said are you pregnant straight <laughs> away maybe
0: was oh, that right yeah. no I can't really remember
1: but I remember we squealed
0: yeah <laughs> that's how I remember it and I was like yes I am and you were like yeah. so am I. how many weeks yeah. are you yeah. yeah, and we were we were so close I think our due dates at that point because my due date ended up changing mm. we were only days apart mm. and that was just so exciting mm. and I remember going to proactive classes which I was you know surrounded by um, beautiful mamas and mamas-to-be and when I told them that story they went oh your life is complete <laughs> you've got you're going through a pregnancy with a friend mm. like how cool is that mm. like, so oh, cool yeah. and I think your due date must have been just
1: before mine because the whole time we expected you mm-hmm. to have max first Mm, and then sort of out of the blue honey came a little bit earlier a week beforehand
0: and that's she was two weeks early oh okay and and you know knowing so many pregnant women who were due around the same time for me and then when we actually found out that you guys had had honey that was my reality Mm. that was me going I'm next.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was that strange when I when when we sent a photo of us with our baby it to these guys?
0: It was so I, – I think I actually got nervous for the first time. Yeah, right. Because previous to then, so the pregnancy, you know, we, we got to share in the pregnancy and, you know, little exciting things and so on. But mm. in that lead-up, particularly third trimester, mm. I – remember being really grounded and really strong and really feeling like i've got this Mm. but then at the same time going oh my goodness do i
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and you know i've obviously helped a lot of women beforehand but it's not going through it myself i was like goodness i hope that i can do this yeah and um then hearing about your birth and I didn't know anything about it to be honest like I just knew you'd had your baby (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh goodness I don't know if I want to know like Mm. do I want to do I want to know is it a good story is it like going to scare me is I'm am I going to be inspired like what's what's going to happen
1: you probably don't want to know other people's stories at that point do you because you (laughs) need to stay focused you need to keep it together, you know, stay in your zone and you can be very easily put off by a, a negative story or, you know, not that mine was negative. But, yeah, I don't think you want to know other people's, at you know, so close to that point when you're about to experience it for yourself for the first time.
0: So emotional too, you know, you could, cry at anything, mm. like something wasn't warmed up hot enough or something, and yeah. cry.
1: Like. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'll <laughs> note that for next pregnancy, Kes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. But yeah, and and I remember we didn't actually speak. I don't think we actually spoke in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I remember you sending me a text, and it stayed with me because you wrote in that text something beautiful about how amazing you know it is to have a baby and so on. And you wrote to me, you said, "Kez, you are totally going to own your birthing experience." Mm. And your voice, actually your voice, replayed that in my head so many times that week because it was an exact week between our Mm. our births Mm. and that resonated with me so much because I thought, well, look, I don't really know what Sophie's story is but whatever her birth was, for her to be able to say that to me Mm. is just so powerful from someone who's just gone through it Mm. and I was it got me excited
1: yeah yeah. like
0: it flipped the nerves and it, and it changed the unknown to be something more like there's a bit of known there's a bit of you know you've done it and now you're saying that so yeah mm. whatever the outcome and I think that's so important yeah. it doesn't matter what delivery mode you have if you feel like you've owned it like if you're feeling good about your birth that's what matters not absolutely
1: someone said to me recently it's not the the story of your birth that matters but how you felt about that experience Mm. it doesn't matter if you had a c-section it doesn't matter if it was emergency Mm. it doesn't matter if you ended up having to have intervention and you didn't want it or you know if it Mm. didn't go the way that you expected it to and your story wasn't how you had hoped it's more about the way you embraced it the way you surrendered to it and the way you felt about the experience so I was really lucky and I did have a really positive birthing experience and it was you know the best day of my life I love it when I look back and I know you had a beautiful experience as well but at that time it was just you know I just wanted to like scream it from the rooftops and I knew that you were you know so close behind me i I didn't want to say anything that was going to influence you in any other way, apart from just letting you know that you are you are gonna to totally own it. Like,
0: mm.
1: yeah, you'll be fine, you'll be amazing at it, and like go for it, girl.
0: Mm. Yes, and and I did. And you
1: certainly <laughs> did. Well you have no I choice did. either, do
0: you? <laughs> no, it's like, okay, well, I literally was next. Mm. And and so yeah going through that was really cool and i i did and you know i don't know how you felt about when you first realized that honey was now in the world like max I, I had this little cry like you know i was on all fours and and i you know, the push 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 like the you know doing everything and then all of a sudden i hear this cry and i was just so happy in that moment mm. i don't know what hormones i was on or what happened in my body but mm. everything was just like flooding with love and feeling mm. amazing at that moment mm. <laughs> you know naked. that's what you're on <laughs> <laughs> love it and and just everything was just so good mm. and you know i think that is an amazing thing obviously that doesn't happen for everybody and I'm not putting that expectation out there for every mother to feel that mm-hmm. but I'm just sharing my own experience yeah and I didn't expect that and you know I had my birth photographer there I was cracking jokes I was you know <laughs> doing all different things I don't know what I was on but she's like you're in such good mood <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the ultimate yeah, I high am.
1: the ultimate high so much the ultimate yeah, yeah. oxytocin and and um, adrenaline from from going through that with your physical body as well. But it's it's an interesting point you make about um, you know sharing a positive story and sort of and giving other people certain expectations um, because I remember I had this expectation. I suppose it's a little bit like you know sort of visualizing or, or remembering a movie scene or you know things that people have told you about how you instantly fall in love with your baby as soon as it's born and I didn't have that feeling like Mm -hmm. yes I had so much oxytocin you know running through my body and so much blood running through my veins and I felt on a complete high and but but the feeling for me was more like the achievement for myself and I was relieved that my baby was was out and she was healthy and she was there and I was still alive (laughs) like I got through it and you know, my partner was there, my mum was there, and was almost just more like, you know, this amazing feeling of an ach- achievement for myself. And it, and it took me some, it took me, you know, sort of quite some time to really fall in love with my baby. And so I felt a little bit weird about it at the time because I was like, I don't feel that like what everyone says they felt. But now, in hindsight, I. I get that everyone's experience is different mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's definitely good to point out that yeah it's best not to have
0: expectations because <laughs> you, know, you can only be let down that. <laughs> oh, and that's the motto I actually go by now with everything in any way because anytime you have expectation there is that room for disappointment mm. yeah it doesn't matter if it's you know like we, we saw a comedian and we thought, oh, he's the best. This is so funny. We were laughing our heads off. Mm. And then so we went searching for other, other you know, shows by him and it wasn't good. as funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just goes to show it's anything you have this expectation and there's that room for disappointment. Mm. And I think that that's one thing I really took on board from talking to so many pregnant women and new mothers mm. was, all of my expectations were low in 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 the good ways like Mm. that makes sense so all of the things I was expecting I was expecting bad things For, for example one thing that actually shocked me was that how much I still loved my tummy after giving birth to Max and because so many people had said to me oh I hated my body I hated everything about you know I looked down and it was like this empty wobbly like you know squishy tummy and you know my baby wasn't in there anymore Mm. and I remember thinking oh that's going to be a horrible feeling and I (laughs) days after giving birth I looked down like oh look at my little belly it's like a little mini pregnant belly
1: (laughs) i suppose that's a result of the industry that you work in and and who you are and what you do you know you spend time with women who are trying to you know recover from their childbirth and rebuild their bodies again and i mean we all know that in this day and age there's so much comparison and so much pressure to look a certain way and so I suppose that, that, that you, you're conditioned to, you know, help helping people feel and look better and are surrounded by a lot of people who don't like the way that they look or don't feel mm-hmm. their best. So yeah. you know, that's probably pretty pretty normal. But yeah, like you said, it's it was I suppose it's sort of a blessing for you. <laughs> yeah. You're expecting to, you know, not be feel feeling gross. confident. Yeah. yeah, be feeling gross after but
0: but you didn't didn't and that's the other thing i don't know you know for you those first few weeks now looking back Mm. is is very different but those first few weeks again so many people say oh you know it's horrible it's like you're setting an alarm clock every four hours but it's you're not setting an alarm clock you've just got a baby screaming at you Mm. (laughs) and those sort of um sleep deprived nights and days and and you know a lot of people don't enjoy that time. Mm, really how did you hard. go in that time? I would
1: say that I didn't enjoy it, but I found it extremely challenging. I think I underestimated or was just naive. I mean, let's be honest, like no one really knows what they're in for. doesn't matter who mm-hmm. tells you, you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, it's still not going to be the same experience that you have. Um but I, I suppose I was a little bit naive. I've spent a lot of time around children. I come from a big family. I've got lots of nieces and nephews. I did lots of babysitting as a teenager and have been around a lot of babies. Um, I am one of six kids. My mum's extremely maternal, so I just sort of felt like I was quite, I was going to be quite capable and I I just didn't realise how challenging it was Um and how much, you know, the sleep deprivation was going to affect my emotions. Um, mm. I also ended up with tonsillitis like on about day five right. or six, which was horrible and threw, you know, a total spanner in the works because I felt terrible um, for a good week. Um, so, yeah, I found it really difficult. I, I, I Yeah, I wouldn't say that I didn't enjoy it because I was every – minute of every day falling more and more in love with my baby and bonding with her and and loving that part and also just appreciating the ride of the hormones as well because I had some real ups, some real like amazing, beautiful, wonderful um, once in a lifetime moments but then I had some days where I just really wanted to cry and I had no idea why. I was just so sad. <laughs> I no. felt like I wanted to, you know, run away from it. It was, you know, really difficult. Yeah. I felt and, and, you know, I suffer a little bit from anxiety. So a lot of, a lot of um, triggers were kind of coming up from, for me at that time. I think mostly, again, in hindsight, basking in the glory of hindsight is, is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the sleep deprivation really is what I found the most challenging. It, yeah, triggered a lot of anxieties for me and made that time quite difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. I feel like hormones mm. and sleep are powerful mm. and, you know, you mix them all up and it can become quite complex. Mm. Hot That's mess. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I loved about the first few weeks was the fact that I just switched off to everything else isn't that my life? my life's so busy Mm. and you know obviously running a business and everything that I do I was I was going pretty strong right up until like four days before I gave birth Mm. and then to have to give myself that permission and just be like this is your time just to be with this baby my husband was amazing you know cooking everything was getting cleaned every I didn't have to do any of that Mm. stuff and so to be just the feeding machine Mm. (laughs) and to be you know the cuddle machine and and that was okay with me Mm. you know I I was thinking about it today, actually, back when I was traveling in, in South America. I climbed Machu, Machu Picchu and I actually got really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came back, they're like, oh, you should go to the doctor anyway. Went to the doctor and he's like, oh, we need to you know, get you on whatever it was, antibiotics or something, and we have to get you into the hospital. So I had to stay in the hospital mm-hmm. and my travel, I'd been traveling for about, seven months around the world at this stage and I was actually exhausted I didn't realize but I was like on the go lots of different things um and I was volunteering in Peru at the stage and I just got so exhausted that to go to the hospital and be there and not do anything was amazing <laughs> it was it like a holiday like, within your holiday <laughs> right and the fact it's like a meditation right meditation you focus on one thing Mm -hmm. so when your life's like hectic and busy and you're trying to multitask and do lots of things when it all comes down to being in one spot and doing having nothing to do or having one thing to do it is this sort of you know you can choose to be bored with it or you can choose to be frustrated with it but for me I was just like oh this is good Mm -hmm. and Obviously, you know, teary moments here and there with, um, you know, coming back to those early weeks postpartum, mm-hmm. like ups and downs and those sort of things. But really, when I look back, I I treasure those first couple of weeks because they never going to happen again mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if if we have another baby it's you've got a toddler yeah or you yeah, you know you've got all these other things that are going on mm-hmm. and obviously hopefully you have more help but those first few weeks looking back um yeah I think definitely that donceladus for you was a really hard part of that journey um I remember talking to you and you're like, I was at the doctor and he, he was like, you know, I was crying and he's like, what day are you yeah. postpartum? And you're like, five. Yes. And he's like, okay, well, this explains a lot. Yeah, that's
1: exactly <laughs> like how it's exactly how it normal. happened too. I think it was a
0: public holiday or
1: mm. for some mm. reason I couldn't go to the doctor. It was actually, yeah, again, another little blessing because um, we had that sort of um, – yeah I don't know um service where the doctor comes to you on a public holiday when when oh. when doctor, doctor's clinics are closed and he literally came in I, I was sitting in there breastfeeding honey in the bedroom and he literally just walked into the bedroom and I burst into tears and he was this <laughs> really lovely man and he was very soft and gentle and yeah he he, he said exactly that what what day are you <laughs> And I was like, five, sobbing to him and he was like, That's okay, you know, everything that you're experiencing and feeling is all very normal and yeah. <laughs> your emotions are normal, it's okay. And I was like, Oh, thank you for you know being so nurturing and caring and understanding. I don't know what's
0: going on. <laughs> So nice to be reassured in those times. Yeah, it's really That's for important. Sure. It's really Especially important from an expert. Oh, mm. so good. Mm. But you know what? I say I say those first few weeks were amazing for me and I liked being in that bubble mm. because it was an escape from the outside world, mm. but it wasn't always like that. Like I feel like people often look at my journey and think, oh, wow, mm. how wonderful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you weren't here at this time, at this moment. Because yeah. And the
1: hard moments was, you don't share with people as oh, much, do you? It's not, the, well, it's, not the, it's not the posts that you put on Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I do share them but not in a public space mm. often, you know, and particularly not when you're going through it. Mm. I think that's, you know, as much as everybody cares, if I was to put something out, like, oh, I'm having a horrible day, you get, you know, all the text messages, all the, um, you know, direct messages coming back going, oh, you're okay, la la. And I, I don't think that's what you need, to be fair. Like sometimes you just need one good conversation with someone else to be like, okay, this is what's happening in my head and this is, you know, the outcome and you feel a bit refreshed hmm, afterwards. Definitely
1: yeah for me it's someone close to me that I love that's all I need you know to, yeah, to reassure definitely.
0: me for sure exactly and that's that's what I found I probably struggled there was a few points that I struggled with mm-hmm. um and one point definitely was that three to four months postpartum
1: yeah okay and why I, is that
0: I really remember it being a hard part. I mean, we we've been now in isolation mm. um, because of COVID for uh, about five to six weeks at this stage, mm-hmm. and that was starting to get a bit testing itself. Mm. But the hair loss.
1: Oh, really? See, so I didn't experience that at all.
0: Really? Well, I sure did, really? and I it didn't was. Know that lumps and clumps and clumps of hair just coming out of my head everywhere like I actually had to have my hair tied up when I slept because I was getting up in the middle of the night for Max because if I had my hair down then I'd wake up the next day and there was just hair all on the ground everywhere wow, it was so bad sophie and i didn't realize how much I was attached to my hair as a as a part of being beautiful mm, like I felt mm. like my hair and particularly goodness like pregnancy is just amazing isn't it mm. With the hair and the the um the lushness of it so losing all of that was really hard for me mm. I hadn't expected it Mm. I did not know it was going to be that much that was a big shock for me and at the same time it was you know we're 12 weeks postpartum and again coming back to expectation Mm. I feel like so many women expect that they'll be progressing with their postpartum recovery in terms of their body Mm -hmm. and that was a point that I got to because previous to that, like I said, I loved my little belly. Like yeah. I thought, oh, how cute is this? Well, it wasn't so cute <laughs> at three three months postpartum. It was sort of getting a bit annoying now. Yeah, And one thing that got me through was the belief in my own proactive method. Yeah. And that sounds stupid, but I was like, no, stay consistent. And consistency is the key, key. because mm, I, I used to so I started my core rehab program at, at two weeks postpartum I started with module one oh, the did reason you? I just two weeks. yes That's
1: amazing of course you did but,
0: though
1: you gotta practice but, what you preach. <laughs>
0: But I don't say that like somebody going, "Yeah, I was, I picked up the weights and I was going for it, and I went for a no, jog, and I did you all would this." Would have
1: just been start with your Kegel exercises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the module one is is very gentle, and I've mm. been getting emails, you know, even recently, just of women going, "Thank you so much for this program, and it's, you know, it is so gentle, and it has helped me ease back in, and that's the design of it." Yeah. And so I stayed with Module 1 for probably two weeks Mm -hmm. and then I moved into Module 2 and that is when I designed the Core Express because I was like, I don't have time for a 20-minute workout. Who has time for a 20-minute workout? Genius. I was like this. this. It actually didn't give me anxiety as such but I looked at the time, you know, when you're about to start a a video Mm -hmm. and you look at how long it's going to go for and you go, I don't have time I don't have for that. Time for this, yeah, you're almost dreading it, right? Mm. And before pre-pregnancy, <laughs> back in <laughs> back in those days, I looked at that and went, "It's all right. Mm. They'll just know that they can just do half of the video mm. because it will just be one circuit, and that's ten minutes. That's fine. Mm. Those new mums will be fine with that. Yeah, fast forward." No, they won't no, because no it's a traces. sense of not achieving. Mm. Like I felt, yeah, already knowing I was going to start something, I wasn't going to finish. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to start. And that's the problem. That's what a lot of women I know struggle with is that whole, oh, well, if I'm not going to even finish it, what's the point in starting? And that's where there is a point in starting, so just get started. But were well, you so
1: vulnerable at that time. Oh, so you're exactly right in saying that and I experienced that first time firsthand as well I've you know followed your programs throughout my pregnancy and loved it and you know tried a couple of times to get back into it postpartum a little earlier on in the piece and had that exact experience you know mm. did it did it a couple of days and felt great about it but then just you know sort of, it was quite confronting when I either, you know, didn't have the time or didn't have the energy and felt like I couldn't complete it and therefore, yeah, you end up feeling worse because you haven't achieved what you set out to and so then you are not feeling good about yourself, you haven't sit, done the
0: exercise. Sit and cry in the corner.
1: <laughs> sit and cry and have an extra coffee instead. <laughs> so, chocolate. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing and that's where we also then got the new app as well because I'm like I don't have time to start up my computer, Mm. log in. Like I've only got five minutes, Mm. Mm. (laughs) you know, and so that's when this all um, started, which is quite ironic because I um, didn't realise that I would be revamping our entire program with having a newborn and that's that's what I did Mm. I actually revamped the whole program having going through it at that same stage and literally putting in things that I was like this is what I need to do Mm. so do you feel like having your own child has sort of reinvented your business or like Uh, did you think uh,
1: beforehand that you knew everything you needed to know because of your studies and research and experience and all of that sort of thing? Like did you expect that having a child would change your
0: perspective on your business so much? That's such a good question because me now looking back going, no, of course I didn't, but probably I did think Mm. that I knew a lot at that point and probably I did think that I had you know gone through so many journeys with so many people because I've changed that program so many times to adapt from the feedback that I got from members so I thought yes this is definitely something that's going to work well but I'm my biggest critic Mm. that's for sure like I am I'm not a perfectionist but I'm certainly I'll pick out flaws Mm. and that's whether it's in my own expertise so if it's something else like if it's like something to cooking I'm like oh this is wonderful but if it's exercise and I say I go to a class I'm like that wasn't any good because of this 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 or she needed to say this and in my head I wouldn't say that to her but that's what I do to myself so when I do my own program I actually sometimes go oh need to change this need to do this and that's exactly what I did and that's why I designed it in module two there's an eight minute core rehab x oh sorry core express and that is exactly the routine I did every single day Mm. and I would break it up like I would do four minutes of it and then I'd do the other four minutes later. Like I would just make sure that I got it done. Mm. And what I did, and I remember talking to you about this back when we were going through it, and I remember you saying, Kez, what? <laughs> when I told you um, that I, with Max's first feed for the night, so I would, you know, do the whole whatever time it was at that stage, put him down, like do the bath, do the, you know, feed him and then put him down and then you always knew there was another feed maybe like 11 or whatever time 12 so I would go to sleep but then I would wake up feed him and then and everybody listening to this right now will think I'm absolute crazy I would then on my way back to my bed I would then drop down on the floor and I would do
1: You're <laughs> a psycho guess. Yeah, everyone's everyone's like, okay, <laughs> everyone's this girl's crazy. Turn, <laughs> turn this podcast. On. I'm just What's gonna going say on. what
0: everyone's already thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but go on.
0: <laughs> okay, and now here's my argument back. Here's is that I actually counted that as the next day no no wait
1: exercise. you didn't explain exactly what you do you do a full-on <laughs> pilates routine wouldn't you <laughs>
0: <laughs> no so i had these exercises that were that and anyone wants to see them they're in module two core express <laughs> and all you needed was a cushion so i'd go near the couch i'd grab the cushion and i would do the exercise because obviously I memorise them. What stage I, are we? What stage are we
1: talking about? Are you talking about like in the first six weeks or the first few yeah, months?
0: Yeah, yeah, probably about week four to week six. Seriously, you were yep. like doing downward dogs and it wasn't down dog, No, these are all really basic two a.m. exercises. No, it was like eleven p.m. Yeah. But what the reason I did it was because I actually found that time of night was um peaceful enough Mm. because there was no expectation for me to be doing anything else but sleeping and so I was like okay sacrifice and because it literally took me eight minutes so I was like okay I can sacrifice eight minutes plus the other thing and I remember talking to you about this vividly I remember because I used to wait for max to make sure he was settled right and i remember telling you that i would just drop down and do some exercise maybe like one exercise or two Mm. while i was waiting for him to settle Mm. and you were like oh that's a good idea i just stand over the cotton yeah cry myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's actually a really good idea it's like it's it's a really good idea because you know, movement in your body and stretching yeah. and it I, helps it you felt so much better. Yeah, and, mm. and it helps you, you know, clear your mind as well. It helps yeah. you sleep better. So, it's and the other thing was
0: the craziest thing. <laughs> there we go. Everyone's back on my side now. But the thing was that once I got back into bed, that feeling of getting back up again, if I had to go help settle Max, mm-hmm. was horrible. I hated like that whole get into bed and then like two minutes later have to get back out again Mm. so if I was doing my exercises and he was crying you know I'd sort of be able to also this was really good for me is it gave me that time to learn his cries as well because obviously you know the the really urgent cries and you go straight to him but if it wasn't an urgent cry I could sort of be listening to him Rather than me laying in bed going, oh, do I get up? Do I not? Mm-hmm. I'm gently doing these really gentle exercises, but listening to him and making a you know a, a good decision on whether I go back in, whether I wait it out a little bit. So, f- anyway, <laughs> not recommended for everybody, but for me that's what worked mm. and that's one thing about this podcast is you know i want to share things that worked for me mm-hmm. but um and point out things that you know obviously were were struggles and hard as well so and that finishes part one i have so much more to come for you in part two so stay tuned thanks for listening to the PregActive active podcast We love hearing from you, so leave us a comment or a review. And hey, even request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at progactive.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend because the more, the merrier. See you next time.